0: It's only entertainment. Welcome back to the Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Today, we got Brian Yager. He is with Lemon Haze, golf tournaments, bud tender events, all of that. Brian, thanks for being on the Talking Hedge.
1: Josh, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. We've been expanding pretty pretty steadily uh, prior to, prior to everything shutting down last year. And you know, started in Washington, having a good foothold in Washington, and then started expanding down through Oregon and California and slightly into, into Nevada um, uh, back in late 2019, early 2020. And then the world did what the world did and shut down for a long time. And as we, you and I, had discussed several months ago, we were working on different options of how to bring the company. Um, out of COVID. And one of the ways we started to do that was we were doing different type of data. Um, We have been doing different type of virtual events and collecting a lot of data from butt tenders and buyers and things like that and really use that to keep the lights on. But as that was going on, and it was great, and it was doing what it was supposed to do, was keeping the lights on, while we were in the middle of <laughs> not the most fun year that we could have had. Um, it became apparent. Um, it became apparent back in you know December or January that um, it was you know the world was going to start opening me back up. There were going to be you know. Um, that we're going to have, you know, as you know, coming on the market with with medications to to bring the world back. And so we started planning on what we could do to come back. And you know, we're based out of Las Vegas now, um, after moving the company from Seattle to Vegas back in 2020. Um, and at the time, Governor Sisolak had said that you could have an event uh, starting in the spring of 2020. Um, with, uh, excuse me, in the spring of 2021, um, as long as it was less than 250 people. And we were trying to figure out, well, what the heck can we do for under 250 people that somebody might actually want to pay us for? Well, Josh, you know, you and I have talked for years, and, and as you know, our business model has always been select a segment of the industry, design an event where we make that segment, the VIP, make that segment important, get a whole bunch of them there and then sell sponsorships around who would want to have access to that segment. Sometimes that segment was bud tenders. Sometimes that segment was buyers. Sometimes that segment may be growers. Um, in this case we said, okay, what will, what can we do that's less than 250 people that, and there's somebody that wants to talk to them. So we said well, the segment of that is obviously has to be executives, executives are C-suite VPs, directors, um, And because that was something that was small enough that we knew we could have a a successful event with a smaller number. And we knew that there are people that want to talk to those executives, mainly being the ancillary companies, the lighting guys, the soil guys, the POS guys, the finance guys, so on and so forth. These are people that want to have access to this segment. So we said, okay, great. We can do less than 250 people. Um, We want to be socially responsible, Um, you know, be outside if we can have distance, uh, you know, so on and so forth. And we decided to do a golf tournament. Golf scrambles by nature, uh, two forces per hole, 144 people. Um, They're fun. They're outside. We knew we could be safe. And if we knew we could keep a majority of our golfers to the executives of the industry, then we could sell sponsorships to ancillaries. And so again, At the time it was just an idea to do one single golf tournament to bring the company out of covid um but we 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 said i was here in nevada and i went around and i i started asking all of um all of the executives i knew in nevada c-suite vps and directors of all nevada cannabis companies if they wanted to participate in a golf tournament and we got we got the legal approved by bears best which is owned by club corp and bears best is a really nice course out here in Las Vegas. Um, it's a Jack Nicholas course, uh, club corp was jittering us, even though they were a little, little, little wary at the start because the name cannabis was in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did approve it. We got all of the, uh, executives from Nevada to play and we got several of the, the ancillary sponsors to sponsor and Josh, it took off like a bottle rocket. It was just so unexpected. Um, not only did we have great luck with having amazing sponsors, but what was really neat about it was we had amazing luck with the executives around Nevada. They were just ecstatic to come to it. They wanted a chance to be able to see like-minded people, to network with like-minded people, to have that kind of environment. And it just went amazing. Well, again, this was in the, you know in the, in the spring of 2021. And somebody mentioned you should do Arizona. Arizona is the prettiest girl in the ball right now. It's the newest rec market out there. Um, So Phoenix is only six hours away from Vegas. Club Corp had already given us permission to use Bears Best. So I called them up and asked them if they had a golf course in Phoenix that we might be able to use, uh, which they said, yes, we could use Anthem Country Club. So we went down and did the same thing. We went down and did the Arizona market and got the executives from all the Arizona companies. And that one took off like a rocket ship. So when I had two incredibly successful events come back that not only were, were financially successful for Lemon Haze, but incredibly successful for the industry, and the industry was just all buzz about it in the two markets and love them. We just said, okay, this is obviously something that that we want to, to continue with doing. So we just scheduled a whole bunch of them. So we we proceeded for this year, scheduling a tour that included Vegas, Phoenix, Oklahoma City, Boston, Detroit, Southern California, Chicago, and Florida. And each one of these have just been astounding, just, just amazing success and so much fun meeting so many executives from all over the country. And in each market, they became so just, just, you know, something that everybody wanted to come back and was ready to do again. And finally, I said, you know, this, you know, we're, we're currently of that, of those eight cities, we, we rambled off, we've done six of them so far. And about three months ago or two months ago, I said, you know, it just, it doesn't feel right that these just come to a cold end. And then we start back up. Um, we start back up next year and do them again. It just kind of feels like we need, we need a, we, you know, we need to dot this I, you know, we need to put a candle on this cake. And what I was very fortunate with was going around the country and doing these different tournaments was we were just getting to know a lot of people in the country, a lot of people, whether they be major MSO guys, whether they be major private company guys, or whether they be smaller cannabis companies growing, or even the really exciting, Companies that are really moving from, from you know, really, not really tier one to tier two. Not not talking about Washington, but just that first, but really that second or third level to the major, to the major level. And I thought back, and you know, obviously in uh, October this year, but always in the spring, here in Las Vegas, where we are based, there is always MJ Bizcon. and I was talking to a lot of the executives as we were doing our tournaments and I, and, you know, I kept asking, Hey, you're going to be at MJ BizCon. I live in Vegas. We should get together. We should get a beer. And, you know, everybody was like, yeah, I'm going to have meetings. I'm going to do this or that. And they kind of kept mentioning about, they don't really walk the floor. They just come for the meetings. And I started thinking about it and they said they didn't walk the floor because they just got you know harassed by so many salespeople. And, you know, I'm really talking about the the, the executives in the major companies now and I thought about it, and you and I have discussed this before, Josh, too. I have a previous life before cannabis uh, that I coached college football, and I did that for 12 years. And in and, and coaching, uh, we would always have our American Football Coaches Association convention at the end of the year, every year, and everybody would would go, and it was just a big trade show and meetings, you know, you had ethics committee meetings, or rules committee meetings, but really, we were there just to see each other, see our buddies from around the country, But the head coaches would never walk the floor because they would just get attacked by everybody looking for jobs, looking to sell them video equipment, whatever it may be. So they used to end up actually having their own kind of party one night that was sponsored where it was all the head coaches and they got to get together without just getting, you know, attacked from every different direction by somebody trying to, you know, get a job or do this or that or or sell them something. I said, why can't we do something similar? Why, why, how is this different? You know, we're sitting there and, and we're spending time with all these guys from these major MSOs and um, and they're going to be in Vegas and let's do something fun. So we scheduled what we call the Lemon Haze, uh, Cannabis Executive Golf Invitational. It's a by invitation only golf tournament at Cascada, um, which you, you have to be invited not only to play, but you have to be invited to sponsor. And our invitees were the, quite literally, Josh, the most powerful decision makers in recreational cannabis. So the invites went out initially to the executives, executives at this time defined as C suite and VPs of all the major MSOs, the ones you know CureLeaf, GTI, Tilt, um, uh, Cresco Labs, Verona, the, the major MSOs that you know. Um, and also a lot of the major private companies, you know, worth $150 million or, or over hundred million dollars, like the fat pandas of the world, the major companies that that aren't publicly traded, but they are, you know, very, very uh, powerful companies. The new, new Tropics out of California, perfect example, Steezy. Um, and it just, again, took off like a bottle rocket. We had, you know, we've just, we're very fortunate to have, have a lot of people that had experienced some of our events and because they had experienced some of our events, they knew that, you know, it was, it was a good, fun place to be. And, and we have guys, you know, we have guys in the tournament, you know, like Joe Bayern, CEO of, of Curaleaf, uh Co- Sammy Dorf, co-founder of Verano, of Rono Holdings, uh, CEO of Juicy, Jim Cacapino, I don't know if I pronounced that one right. <laughs> um, you know, uh, um, Juicy's chief commercial, while Trent, Uh, Trent Wolovec, he's actually a good guy. We've got the presidents of Leaf, presidents of Leaf Central US, president of Leaf West region, president of Northwest region Leaf, president and founder of Select. So we just have really an amazing, the entire C-suite of STEEZY, Tilt Holdings, just a ton of them. So it really has turned out to be what we wanted it to be, which is really the largest accumulation of the most powerful decision makers in cannabis. Um, all in the same room, all at the same time for a great day of networking, of spending time together, of guys that there's not a lot of us, including myself, that deal with somebody that has to deal with that is the CEO of a $1.6 billion corporation. But these guys have other guys in the room that do deal with that. So it's a good chance for them to spend time together and really have You know, at the end of the day, we're all competition, but at the end of the day, we're all part of the same industry. And so it just has turned out to be something that we're really excited about, not only because it's really helped Lemon Haze Haze dig out of this hole that 2020 put every events company in, Mm -hmm. but it's also really helped us build something on the national stage that, in our opinion, is – just as important as any other event that happens around the country it's the ultimate networking event business to business networking event for our industry and that's what we're really excited about how was that for a long monologue
0: It was good i mean you dropped you dropped a lot but a lot of people may not know that you know you had events before that were successful as well you know you've rented out uh sports stadiums the tacoma dome for example but like you mentioned You're not able to hold that because, you know, that I think that thing holds anywhere from 15 to 25,000 people. not sure what your attendance were for that bud tender event, but you obviously couldn't hold it, right? There just wasn't, you couldn't have that many people. And so this, this whole tournament, this golf uh, tournament was kind of a a pivot to stay relevant. Um, Did you ever anticipate the, the success? I mean, what was the outcome you were hoping for?
1: Well, yeah, so no, we never anticipated the success. Like we said, it was originally supposed to be a one-time thing, a one-event event in Las Vegas for the Nevada industry, specifically to get us out of the zombie apocalypse that was 2020 and then bring us back to to um, what we wanted, what what we thought would be, which is our our legacy products. We still have our legacy products of the butt tender events, of the buyer events, but yes, this is just another. This is just another um, another part of our inventory that we're now offering. But yeah, you're right. We couldn't. And that's, that was really the worst part about it, Josh, was when, when 2020 was going on. And even when we were trying to figure out what, what we wanted to come out, we've done shows you know, as small as our butt tender parties, which is probably what we're most well known for around the country. But those are still 500 butt tenders in a room. Right. Inside, and then you go up to our, you know, and you mentioned, you know, we've done two, we've done two Washington industry conventions at the Tacoma Dome, which was several thousand people each. We've also done, you know, if you remember, a couple of years ago, we did a large comedy show, which we actually did sell tickets to the public. We had Hannibal Burris. Um, Jeff Dye, a bunch of comedians, Saturday Night Live comedians, we we made it so that the cannabis companies could advertise to the general public, and then we made the tenders the VIP, the tenders got to, got to sit in the VIP section, they got the the special treatment, I mean, that was a 7,000-seat arena for for this comedy show, and so those are great, and I can't wait to do them again, but just right now, with the way the world is, you don't know what's going to be open. You don't know when it's going to be open. You don't know when they're going to restrict time again. So um, so these, while these will obviously be a big part of our repertoire going forward, they are also just another part of our repertoire. We are, br- we are bringing back the butt tender parties. We were very fortunate in July to be able to get back to Washington, our home state, and do a butt tender party in Seattle and one in Spokane. Both extremely successful, well over 500 butt tenders in Seattle. That was an outdoor event, so we were able to keep everything distanced and and safe, and and keep everything the numbers where they were supposed to be. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, we've been doing we've been doing events. Technically, you know, Lemon Hayes formed officially in 2016 as a data company. Started doing the events in 2017 as. as a way to market the data then the events took off like you and I talked about and then we just got this fiscal sledgehammer across sit across our head that everybody did we're not the only ones dealing with that we're not the only ones dealing with that i think where we were very fortunate was we came up with what we thought was just a way to get out of it and then when it took off like a bottle rocket we we went ahead and pushed our chips in the middle of the table you know Financially, obviously 2020 was devastating for us. So um, when we did have that first event that had some success, we just went ahead and like I said, we pushed the chips in the middle of the table and said, let's do them all over the country. And they have just been the most fun, the most um, well accepted, um, the most talked about things we've ever done in five years of being in business. And it's been great.
0: Short, short question is why. Uh, So for people that have been to regional events, you and I have been to a lot of events. We've seen CanaCon come and go. Um, And, and so for those that are looking at regional events and they're, they're hearing this about the golf course and they don't understand the exclusivity and the access, uh, what are you going to say to like a skeptical, um, Either, either either executive and or sponsor that uh, doesn't really understand the, the whole point about a golf tournament? What makes your golf tournament special?
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny you said that. And there was a lot of skepticism and still is to an extent, but it's funny how that worked. I'm so glad you asked that question. So, you know, at, at first, we first started planning these, you know, golf, so golfers are golfers. So first of all, if you have executives that are golfers, they want to golf. They all look at the course. They know they're high-end courses, so they want to be there. <clears throat> Excuse me, but even the ones that that weren't big golfers but had played before, started looking at some of the people that we were that we had coming to the tournaments, and they were like, "These are people that I do want to spend time with, and I do want to either see again or get to know." And when we did the very first one at Bears Best, and we we start every event. With giving everybody breakfast, having kind of a breakfast cocktail party, open bar. You know, we have, we have, uh, we always call our breakfast bar where we have Bloody Mary's, mimosas, um, margaritas. And for the first hour and a half while everybody's warming up, we've got the DJ playing, we've got this little cocktail party, and everybody just starts networking and they start seeing their friends from around the industry. A lot of times you haven't seen these guys in a long time or women in a long time. And they start spending time together. And they just becomes this amazing networking community together. Then everybody heads out for the scramble. And if you're a golfer, anybody that's a golfer, scrambles are not really, yes, they are competitive as far as you have teams that win, but they're really for fun. They're not, they're not hard. You don't have to be a good golfer to play in a scramble. You have four people playing the same shot. It's, they're, they're not competitive. They're not hard. You don't have to be a great golfer. You don't even have to be a good golfer <laughs> to enjoy a scramble. And Everybody has fun. They spend time together, then come back at the end with this uh, with a second kind of cocktail party with the awards banquets. So, with when it came to the executives, it once they saw who was there, that part was easy. And then once they did it, it was it, they had so much fun that um, that they they just they just wanted to do them again. And word through the executive world spread throughout the country. Um, especially when you're looking at companies like GTI or Cureleaf, where you have have Cureleaf people in one state, but they know the Cureleaf people in another state. And they tell them, hey, when they get there, make sure you go, or the Cresco Labs or whomever. But the sponsor part was really the interesting one. So it was very challenging for the first two tournaments to line up our sponsors because they didn't quite know how they got an ROI. How does this work? Okay, we get a booth at this cocktail party, we get to play golf, but, you know, where where does it work? Well, because of, and, and we're very proud of this at Lemon Haze, our vets have always been um, based on, our, on having great business discussions while having fun. That's always been our business model, to make it fun. And the sponsors started coming out, and they started participating, and once they did one tournament – almost all of them picked up every tournament. So we were able to get amazing sponsors, large sponsors that everybody knows, like Bovida, like Agrify, like Bold Cartridges, like Advanced Vapor Devices. You know, these companies that are are nationwide, that are billion dollar companies that, um, and they just picked up every single tournament we did. And Josh, what's made it so much fun is, as we go from market to market, our executives change. And some of our sponsors change, but our, a lot of our sponsors stay the same. So it's almost like we're on tour as a rock band together. So, you know, take, a, you know, um, uh, Manuel Ramirez, who's the CEO of Strain App, which is a new new application um, for retailers slash dispensaries, but they're out of Puerto Rico. And it's so funny because he lives in Puerto Rico. I see him every two weeks as he's back in the States for a Lemon Haze Golf Classic mm-hmm. in a different market. And, you know, it made me laugh. We were in Boston doing our, doing our Massachusetts tournament. And one thing I like to do, I didn't, I don't play in them anymore. I um, actually go around in a golf cart and give everybody a free beer while they're driving around while they're playing. And the, the, the golfers, the executives out of Massachusetts kept coming going, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. They're like, we're talking to all these sponsors and they're talking about what happened in Oklahoma city or what happened to Detroit. They're like, you guys are on tour together. And that's really what it has become. Hmm. It's become a tour. And um, these sponsors, and again, it's probably the best way I can tell you that's been successful is, you know, we do the surveys, we do all that, and we, we, we get all the feedback. But when you're seeing on LinkedIn that executives from all over the country are talking about the greatest networking thing I've ever done. But the thing where you know it's successful is when you have a sponsor like Agrify who who comes to the very first event buys the smallest sponsorship they can get for the first event. And then jumps on with some of the largest sponsorships for the rest of the events. You know, you've done something because they're getting an ROI out of it.
0: Mm -hmm. Interesting. So what's, what's going to happen after the new normal when people, you know, aren't worried about the Delta variant or whatever is next after that, when people go back to normal, Uh, Are you going to kind of, are you going to go back to not hosting these or what, what's going to (laughs) happen post pandemic?
1: It is, it is what I'm spending all of my time working on right now, between tournaments and between events. We definitely are, we, we are, we will 100% bring back our legacy products of the butt tender events of the buyer events. Those don't go away. We will also continue to grow these executive golf tournaments. Mm -hmm. Um, I have hired a, you know, luckily, this has afforded us the opportunity to hire some new people, um, including a new um, director of events. Um, Her name is Charlotte Jackson, and we were able to poach her. She had done um, several um, corporate events. She's originally from the Seattle area and done several corporate events for uh, Microsoft and Expedia and such, but then took the job as the manager of corporate events at Dre's nightclub uh, here in Vegas. So we were able to poach that poach her away from there. Mm -hmm. So she has that perfect, that perfect balance of being corporate, but while at the same time being a whole lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And so Lemon Haze does plan to do 32 to 36 events nationwide in 52 weeks in 2022. So we are pushing our, we are pushing the gas pedal down like you cannot imagine on, uh, on what we have here. Um, you know, Josh, you and I, I've been on this podcast a couple of times. It is a business podcast. Um, and we are, we are very fortunate that we have found a model that works. Uh, that model being back to what we talked about where you do a event for a particular segment and sell sponsorships to who wants to speak to that segment. We found a very successful way to um, do that with bud tenders. We've done a very successful way to do that with buyers, and now we've found a very successful way to do that with executives. And we tend to um, push the gas pedal down on all three of those segments of the industry. Um, so yes, Lemon Haze is very fortunate. So what's what's ironic was Josh was going into 2020, or when the world shut down in 2020, Lemon Haze was in four states, took us four years to get there. It took us four years to get to being in Washington, Oregon, California, and Nevada. Um, post-2020 and 2021, with the butt events and with these golf tournaments, in the, last, in the last six months, we're now in 11 states. So this has really been something that has allowed us to scale. And uh, we plan to scale even quicker. And there's going to be different decisions that need to be made um, within the next 12 to 18 months on how we continue that scaling. Um, there's obviously several different ways to do that. Um, and those are, and I don't even, if you ask me today, well, what is, what is the way you're going to do that? Don't know yet. We're working on that, working with our advisors, with our advisory board. Um, what we do know is with, um, with, you know, with a pretty lean staff, we can be in 20 plus states next year. And that's really exciting may or may not
0: include Oregon and California. I think there's pretty much lockdowns on all events in Oregon and California's hit and miss. How are you giving people peace of mind during that, that uncertainty? Uh, there was a, a survey that just came out for MJ BizCon. They're um, you know, really nailing home the idea that it's gonna be in person. However, w- you know, the, the survey was, what can we do to ensure that it's going to be in person? Um, what is it the things that you want do you want vaccinations only do you want um, you know vax plus um, uh, and or a negative you know 72 hour negative report which is what the seattle sports teams are all requiring now is either vax and or a 72 hour negative test or or the temperature check what is it that you're going to do to ensure that you're going to stay uh you know, conducting these tournaments while getting peace of
1: mind? Well, the good part about golf tournaments is you can do the entire thing outside. Mm -hmm. So, and you can do the entire, and and the good thing is it's on a golf course. So you can really socially distance. Um, So we do, you know, the way our events work, you know, we do have the morning happy hour and we do have the evening award ceremony happy hour, along with obviously the actual tournament itself. The morning happy hour is always outside. We do have booths for our sponsors of those tournaments. Those booths, unlike a pipe and drape facility like the convention center where MJ BizCon does their event here in Vegas, those booths don't have to be side by side. Those booths can be spread out over a large area. Mm -hmm. Um, We keep everything spread out. Obviously, like you said now, I do live in Vegas. Um, We were all a little nervous a couple of months ago when Governor Sisolak announced a press conference about what he was gonna do, that there was gonna be uh, other shutdowns. He came out and really just basically said he's not going to shut down this state again. It was just too hard to do. But what he did give all event organizers the ability to do is you can require vaccinations in the state of Nevada for events over two four thousand people. Obviously, we're not over four thousand people. MJ biscon is. He really did that for the Raiders games. was really where that came about. Mm. But you can require that proof of vaccination. If you do not have, you do not have proof of vaccination, you can require a mask. We do, we do, um, uh, we currently have not required vaccination cards. Um, We did the California event. California was fine with the way we did everything outside. Um, We did the California event two weeks ago, doing the same thing in Chicago uh, next week, uh, works with them. But really the answer to that question is we really keep everybody distanced. We keep it outside when you are close, like we have most of the golf um, courses have a plastic screen that can come down between the two golfers on the golf cart. So we were able to keep everything, um, keep everything basically distanced um, outside, socially distanced outside. And we do have the ability um, in our, in our Vegas tournament, our, our invitational, the big one to uh, require vaccinations. We've actually not made that decision yet. Um, That'll go a little bit based on what some of the other things going on here in Vegas are at the same time.
0: There's been a a few golf tournaments in the cannabis industry, and some of them have had to cancel. They just weren't successful. What is your secret sauce? What what makes you able to hold these tournaments uh, in, in various states that you have no previous exposure to necessarily? I mean, you've done Lemon Haze events, people know you, but to get that trust and to to pay for for an event uh, across the nation requires um, you know a lot of clout a lot of a lot of experience and and that reputation What is it about Lemon Hayes and, and yourself that that's provided such a, a repeated success story
1: And this is gonna sound funny Josh but it was getting out of Washington and I'll <laughs> tell you what I mean by that uh, and, and, and that, that 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 sounded snooty, and it really wasn't meant to. No, it's, but I'll it's tell probably you, know, right though, <laughs> um, because I do currently live in Las Vegas, and because the Nevada market is a very solid mixture of local cannabis companies and MSOs, mm-hmm. um, both publicly traded MSOs, and what we what we internally refer to as is, is MSBs, multi state brands like the Moxies or the Roves or that aren't publicly traded, but they are in multiple states. Um, It was very, once we were able to hold a very successful tournament in Las Vegas and have Leaf there and have GTI there and have Rove there and have Moxie there and have Old Pal there. Those names don't mean a lot to people in Washington, but they mean a whole lot to people around the country. So when, when Moxie went into a, a, or excuse me, when, when Opal went into a partnership deal with tilt for their Massachusetts um, distribution, when we were doing our Boston tournament, I called Rusty in California, the CEO of Opal and said, Hey, can you introduce me to the guys at tilt in Massachusetts and let them know I'm playing out there? And, uh, and he shot up an email, said, Hey, this is, issue to Brian, they did this. We had a great time doing their, their tournament in Vegas. We can't wait to do the California one. You should do their mass one. And Tilt jumped on to Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Leaf is in almost every market we do. Those guys talk to their guys. So once you once you get those multi-state guys, whether it be public or private, then, Josh, you've been in the industry a long time. Everybody in each, in each market knows each other. I always say, do an event and Washington, Oregon, California, Massachusetts, and Oklahoma might as well be doing an event in Spain, France, Portugal, and Germany because they're all completely different. They're, the laws are different. Mm-hmm. But all those people, and you know this, you and I know everybody in Washington. Um, the guys in Nevada know everybody in Nevada. The guys in Mass know everybody in Mass. The guys in Oklahoma know everybody in Oklahoma. So once you get the, the, the multi-state guys to get jump on board, The guys in that particular state now know everybody else in that state. And just, you know, with a little bit of word of mouth and with a little bit of good marketing and with um, having some videos from each tournament that make them look a lot of fun, which they are a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and being able to show that people jump on pretty quick. And like I said, when you have a, when you have a golfer, you don't need four. You need a golfer for any company for that one golfer will want to participate and he'll grab three other people from his company or her company to mm-hmm. jump on board. Mm-hmm. Kind of funny story about that. It's total side note. Um, but uh, talking about Rusty at Opal, um, when I first talked, Rust, Opal is based out of California, but they have a very large presence here in Nevada. So when I was talking to him and inviting him to come play in the Nevada tournament, Um, You know, we told him about what it was. And these are very high end tournaments um, and they're not stoner tournaments at all. These these are, these are very much business, business networking tournaments. They're not, they're not stoner tournaments at all. And I said, you know, Rusty, you know, we're going to do all this and you're going to love it. We just ask that you keep your, you know, we keep your golfers to C-suite VP and directors because the sponsors are really what, what make these things go. And I said, you know, if you happen to have a manager or something that was a, you know, was it, was a was a you know all-American golfer at USC. Okay, we'll let him on the team. You know, he goes, no, no, no. Right. is better than that. He goes, we can't play golf with the flip. But my CMO was 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 the captain of the women's golf team at Georgetown. He goes, we just follow her around. Let we just putt every now and then. So it's that kind of thing that um, that just that that fun aspect of it mm-hmm. that gets him out of here. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, if uh, people are interested, how can they um, get a hold of you guys at Lemon Hayes and get on the schedule to see, you know, if they can't make it to Chicago, you know, you've got one more this year, and then, damn, would you say three dozen next year?
1: Not quite three dozen. Yeah, we've got, um, yeah, so we've got Chicago coming up this weekend, and then we've got uh, Tampa Bay, so talk about going to a place where they're not worried about vaccinations. Um, We've got Tampa Bay in two weeks, uh, and then... Uh, October 19th, the day before MJ BizCon, we're back here for the Invitational um, uh, here in Vegas. You can go to our website LemonHaze.com. We have uh, all of the current uh, 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 tournaments on there from the what we call the Classic Tour, Lemon Hayes Campus Executive Golf Classics, and then the Invitational here in Las Vegas. You can follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, we'll see you'll see a lot of that, especially dealing with the Invitational on LinkedIn, which is just Brian Yager uh, at Brian Yager on LinkedIn or our social media at Lemon Hayes Party on Instagram is where you can find um, uh, a lot of that. Uh, but yeah, it's really, those are really the, the the main places to find it. And they really have been something that's so much fun seeing all of the different companies post so much about um, our events on their social media and on their LinkedIn's uh after each tournament it's been it's been a lot of fun so uh yeah was it three dozen well it is it is a couple of dozen events total but yes yeah, so as far as the golf tournaments are concerned uh in 2022 we'll have our current uh golf tournaments we'll do again which will be vegas arizona oklahoma city boston southern california detroit uh, chicago and tampa bay in 2022, we'll be adding also Northern California, Ohio, um, New Jersey, potentially Virginia That's or, or Maryland up in there on that one. And then coming back with our butt events, which obviously we do in Seattle, Spokane, Portland, Bay Area, L.A., Phoenix, Vegas, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Detroit, um, Boston. I'm forgetting a bunch of them. But yes, so between all of those we're going to have almost three dozen events and in the buyer events, almost three dozen events in 2022 of all levels, but tender buyer, um, uh, executive. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be an exciting year. We're going to be tired when it's all over, but it's going to be exciting.
0: Yeah. Looking forward to it. I'm hoping to uh, get into Vegas and and uh, see you in what next month time flies. Yeah. Cool. It really has.
1: Can you, I mean, it was just, uh, it, it really is amazing. We did. We kicked this tour off on April 28th um, of this year in Vegas. And from April 28th till now, we have added eight states, new states, to our repertoire of Lemon Hayes Markets. And, um, you know, Josh, on the business side of it, what's been really interesting is these executives that are playing in our golf tournaments, um, once they started looking at our website and researching who Lemon Hayes was, um, as they were looking at playing in our tournament and they saw the butt tender events, they come up to me now. So the exact people that are our target audience in our executive golf tournaments are the exact people that will be our customers at the butt tender events. Cause mm-hmm. they're coming up to me going, hey, this is great. But when do the buttender events come back? Cause that's what we want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun working with, honestly, I'm gonna say it this way. We deal with the most important decision-makers in cannabis. And while that may sound like I'm talking about the executives, I'm talking about the butt tenders too. Um, the executives are who decide where the industry goes, but the, the butt tenders are who decides what, mar- what products are getting out into the world. Mm-hmm. And that makes them just as important as uh, as a CLO or a CEO, um, just in a different way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah a lot of of a lot of overlap there so a lot of synergies with with uh different events that you have and and crossover so yeah it's gonna be good um definitely looking to to running into you in in vegas here next month so i have to do some some follow-up once i get into town
1: absolutely looking forward to it
0: likewise all right i think with that we should wrap this up i want to thank my guest Brian yager uh he's running lemon haze events uh that's golf tournaments bud tender all that good stuff Brian, appreciate you being on The Talking Hedge.
1: Thanks, Josh. I do appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got.
2: Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more
1: great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.
2: Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who abused cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Yelland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said,